this morning i want to talk to you about another aspect of uh, uh, relationship and and i know that god's been helping you here's the fact of life the fact of life is that because of the fall of man because of what adam did that affected all humanity we are all broken we are all wounded we are all messed up because of the disconnection that occurred between adam when adam became disconnected from god he was not his usual self he was not whole anymore he was now broken he was now messed up that's the truth of our life here is the fact the fact is that some are more messed up than others no that's the fact of life and so when you want to get married you have to find out is this person healthy for me to do life with everybody is not healthy some are messed up some have been affected why by environment by their social upbringing are you hearing me right now church so before if, as a single man as a single woman before you get married you need to find out how messed up the person is before you hook up with them check this out this is the way relationship is you messed up he's messed up you need to find out who's messed up can you handle but that's the truth about life you can't handle everybody's craziness you crazy they're crazy fine who's crazy can you manage who's whose own can you handle that's the truth of life we are all messed up but some are more messed up than other people you know i i, I was talking to a lady who shared her story with me about how she was raped several times as a as a teenage girl she was abused and raped several times and and when she got married she was not able to be the wife that she needed to be because she had issues she had anger issues that she hasn't resolved yet when these issues are not resolved it's going to be difficult to be able to do life with such an individual can i get an amen this morning church so that's the fact of life so there are seven characteristics of an emotionally healthy person if you're going to get married if you're going to hook up with anybody make sure that they are emotionally healthy if not you're going you're not going to make it you're not going to go the distance with that person there it's not going to it's not going to work out some have been abused some have been raped some physically emotionally and if they don't get help and you get married to them you've got a project on your hands but thank you for that long club amen amen so 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 let me go quickly on this one here so 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 this who who should you get married to you want someone who isn't nursing uncontrolled anger somebody who who is not nursing uncontrolled anger how does anger comes you see a lot of time in life see there is a tree people see the tree but people see the fruit but they don't see the root the root has to do with the issues of their lives the reason why they, they are the way they are is because of unresolved issues in their life if those issues are not resolved and check this out just getting married will not resolve those issues 
you're not going to get you have to get help and that's why god sent jesus because of these issues that's why jesus came to help us resolve and get healing and get freedom and get deliverance from these very issues and check this out, just being born again is not enough you can be born again and still have those unresolved issues there are born again people with uncontrollable temper i mean they can go off and they will throw things and break things and boss things you can't build long-term relationship with such a person can i get an amen this morning church yeah so anybody who is nursing uh, and and on uh, unhealed uh uncontrolled anger it's not going to be a good candidate here's another one someone who isn't stuck in addiction there are people who are addicted to one thing or the other there are people who are addicted to pornography okay you could tell when you say something and the quietness of the audience is like oh you have to go there this morning yeah we're going there this morning <laughs> <laughs> here these are characteristics of somebody who is emotionally unhealthy number one they are nursing uncontrolled anger they can't control their temper they can go off anytime you're not going to have a good relationship with such a person the other one is that if they are stuck in addiction gambling pornography i mean they have you know uh weed No, you got some people who, when service is over, they go somewhere and just uh, smoke a joint. I say, he helps me to relax. Oh, really? <laughs> there are people who also are addicted to alcohol. I mean, there are people who come to church, but they drink hard liquor. They are, those are addictive behaviors. Someone who isn't harboring bitterness. Oh... There are people who are bitter from what their ex-husband did, from what their father did, from what somebody did to them. And there's this bitterness is eating them on the inside. Bitter people, you can never please them. You can never do anything to satisfy them. They're always comparing you with what happened before. Come on, you have to overcome those bitterness. You can't be carrying bitterness with you for the rest of your life, man. Get over that. Let Jesus heal you and overcome that. Amen another one is someone who isn't selfish you know one of the reasons why marriages failed is selfishness i mean you don't care about the other person you make it all about you as long as i'm happy everybody better be happy that's their mindset that's their way of thinking you know people who are self-centered they make it all about themselves well somebody said to me sin is i in the center s-i-n when i am in the center I, I i i've missed it when you and i in the center adam came to the center and and that's where the problem all started from when you and i get in the center the other one is uh, selfishness this is one of the reasons why marriages fail when people are selfish when they are not generous towards their spouse 
generous with their time with their finances with their money when you hide things from your spouse you hide money from your spouse somebody was somebody called me yesterday and was telling me that they heard that uh, they are saying that marriage is 50 50. and i said well that's the way they think out there but for us as christ followers it's not 50 50 it's a hundred or hundred and while i'm talking about this now let me say a little bit about finances this is the philosophy some people have in their marriages 50 50 means okay if in a household the bill is five thousand dollars well i'll bring twenty five hundred dollars and you bring twenty five hundred dollars and that's it and, he, and i'm not going to do any more than that if you want more too bad you're not going to get it from me that's not how we roll as christ followers jesus came to our level when we couldn't get to up his level if you use the 50 50 principle when i first got married my wife was paying all the bills i had no 50 to bring <laughs> i didn't have any 50 to bring you know she never disrespected me because of that she never dishonored me because of that she still respected me as the head of the household so ladies the fact that you make more money than your husband is no excuse for you to disrespect him and tell him that you the boss of the no that don't make you the boss <laughs> my, my wife was one she, she she took care of everything and, and i really appreciated that i appreciate that but at the same time well but, but here's another thing though don't have a man laying up at home watching tv all day long while you're the one going to walk every day no 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 i'm not talking about that now how are you going to be laying up you know every video game you're playing this you're doing that and i gotta go to go to work for you uh-uh you are getting off out of here go to the homeless shelter no 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 you need to make contributions to this family here if we're going to go for we need both of us working together as a team in order for us to accomplish things amen amen no no i don't support that you know well i'm just going to stay at home and and take care of home no 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 you're going to work i'm locking this door here <laughs> and i'm taking the remote with me <laughs> another one is greed greed you know when somebody has an issue with greed another one is someone who is uh, uh someone who is unkind someone who one uh, someone who always tells the truth a truth teller that's what you want so folks if you're going to get married if you're a single person you know stop saying well the lord told me well you need to check them out first of all here's what i found out when people say the lord tells me when they say that what they are saying is that they don't want you to speak into their lives so they take the lord and just stamp on it when you come to me and say the lord told me i'm gonna let you go ahead and make a fool of yourself if you if that's what you want but some people say that well the lord told me now i'm not saying that god doesn't speak to us he does but don't use that as an excuse to say i don't want any input in my life i don't want any like somebody came to me and said well the lord told me to go start a church what do you think nothing because what have i got to say the lord already spoke i'm not gonna add to what the lord says you know so i can't i can't add i'm a servant of the lord i'm not the lord he is the lord so whatever he says that's what i go with amen all right okay so now let me talk to you guys about 
uh, why built to last why do some relationship go the distance and some don't go anywhere why do some people start well but they don't end well why is it that some relationship don't go the distance i've met some marriages that five years 10 years 20 years 25 years 30 years they are still going while some start and within six months or one year it's all over with why is it that some marriages or some relationship go the distance some don't go anywhere not just marriage relationship how come some friendship lasts for 30 years while some relationship after one year they say the lord says time for me to cut you off we say that on facebook all the time the lord says time to move on and usually it's when somebody offended them and made them mad oh <laughs> right, the lord says time for me to move on and it's because you didn't get your way it's because somebody made you angry so how do we what do we need to look out for what are they i just wrote three things down still three qualities three characteristics that must be in place if our relationship whether it's our work relationship whether it's friendship relationship whether it's marriage relationship or relationship within the context of church how can we make sure that our relationship can go the distance here are some qualities to look for uh, number one you you'll make each other better relationship that goes the distance they add value to your life they build character in you they help to bring out the god's flavor in you that's the relationship that goes the distance relationship that makes you better see the scripture tells us in proverbs chapter 27 verse 17 in the passion translation the king james version says iron sharpens iron but in the passion translation it says it takes a grinding wheel to sharpen a blade and so one person sharpens the character of another the kind of relationship that will go the distance is when you have somebody in your life who sharpens you who makes you better who sees you and says, man there's more to your life there's, there's there's more to where you are in life and i'm not going to allow you to stay where you are i will do whatever it takes to add value to you to make you better come on say amen this morning church that's the relationship that goes the distance you know, you know what you got married and this person brings out the Jesus flavor out of you. Folks, whoever you're married to can either uh, uh, <laughs> bring the devil out of you or <laughs> or bring the God flavor in you. Folks, how you know you've met the right person is that you become more Christ-like. Your character begins to change. You begin to... Are you hearing me right now, church? That's one, one proof that you are in the right relationship. Folks, in all the factors of success in life, the greatest factor for success in life is your environment. Your environment has to do with the people around you. Your friends. 
and so we have to be very very careful that whoever we hook up with whoever we we associate with that they make us better if you see any marriage that is succeeding the man and the woman are making each other better they are adding value to one another they sharpen each other they bring out the god's flavor are you with me this morning church well you know when i first got married i um my, you know my wife you know make, made me angry one day because i never make her angry she was the one that made me angry <laughs> oh you don't believe that she made me angry and 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 i decided to retreat i took it i i said i'm going to another room i'm walking to go to another room why i want to get away from her and while i'm going to another room i'm hearing footsteps behind me and i'm saying where are you going he said wherever you go no i just want to go somewhere and suck and pout and be my myself she said god didn't give us a big house so we could separate when we are angry with each other he said you're not going anywhere he said where where you go i'm going you're going downstairs i'm going downstairs folks after she did that it made me feel so small like this whenever you act in an unchrist-like manner it reduces you and i made up my mind you would not out christ like me like this again in marriage the only competition in marriage is who is going to be more christ-like than the other person that's the only comp okay are you are you hearing me in our church it should not be about who is going to be the meanest who is going to be the baddest who is going to be the most selfish no 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 it's, it should be about who is going to who is going to represent jesus christ the most here and after she did what she did to me i made up my mind and mind you i was a pastor already and the church my member is teaching me how to behave <laughs> not because she said it but her behavior her character convicted me to bring the christ nature to bring the christ christness character in me so so when you meet the right person you should be more christ-like today than when you were when you first met them how you know you have the right husband how you know you have the right wife is that if you are married five years that means i am now more like jesus than i was five years ago why because my spouse or my friend is always you know challenging me and calling me forth to level up with god in my walk with jesus christ come on say that i'm preaching better than you are saying amen this morning yeah yeah. So, 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 so here's, here's what happened. Uh, how you know you have the right relationship in your life? Number one, they will challenge you. The right relationship. How you know you have the right spouse? How you know you have the, the, the right person in your life? How you know you have the right friend in your life? They will challenge you. They will correct you too. Don't be so concerned about preserving your relationship with them that you don't tell them the truth about their relationship with God we should be more concerned about our standing with god than our standing with one another so the right relationship should challenge you should correct you should stretch you you shouldn't your mindset your thinking 
your imagination, your dream your, should not remain at the same spot. There should be some enlargement. You know, when you meet the right people, they enlarge you and make you bigger than what you are. When I first met my wife, my wife was a member of World Changers and she came to visit our church. When she came to visit our church, she said to me, she heard me preach. She said, wow, you preach just like Crawford Dollar. He said, you should be on TV. I said, wow, I'd like to hear more of this. But you need to be on TV. You've got such a powerful word. I like the way you sit down, you explain the word. You're not hooping and squalling. I just like the way you explain the word like Crawford Dollar. He said, would you like to go on TV? I said, sure, if it is free, because I don't have the money to pay for the TV. Well, she made an arrangement for me to go on TV. And from there, I was on TV for about, I think, 10 years or so. We're on a, a local station here for 10 years here. But what am I talking about? When you, how you know you are the right person is that they look at you and say, man, you deserve more than that. You shouldn't be living in an apartment. You shouldn't be, you should be making $10 an hour. You, you, you are more intelligent. You are smarter than that. There's more to your life than where you are. Man, you can be great in God. You can be better in God. You can pray more. Your faith life come on you want somebody who stretches you and say you can be better than where you are can i get him in this man in church one of my friends said to me he said to me he said you know what he said you have three things going for you i said what he said you've got experience you've been in ministry for a long time you've got education i was doing my phd i was in the first semester of my phd that that time and he said number two you have exposure he said these three things gives you an edge in life you can coach other people you can share with other people and then another person came to me when i had we were on rockbridge road that church over there and my friend said to me he said you are bigger than this church you you, you are big, you don't belong this this building is too small for what i hear come out of your mouth for when i listen to your message when i hear you talk there's more to you than this building here what is he doing he's, he's enlarging me he's stretching me he's seeing something in me and without jealousy he doesn't mind telling me that and when he, that was how we started the move to 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 move from rock bridge once he planted that seed in me i wasn't comfortable anymore so you need somebody who sees a bigger picture who sees and is not jealous of you and is not competitive jealousy is not afraid that you're gonna blow up and be bigger than you know some people are like that one of the ways you know that you're in the right environment is that they will applaud your success and your rising they are not jealous they are not little-minded they don't want to keep you where you are am i helping you this morning church yeah so so let's look let's look let's look at this one here so how you know you have the right person is number one they add value to you number two they've got your back we see this in the book of first samuel chapter 19 a man by the name of uh, jonathan and david you know saul was plotting to kill jonathan was trying to hurt i mean david was trying to kill david jonathan is the son of the king Saul. the king wants to hurt david not because david did anything but out of jealousy because of the gift in david because of the anointing on david because of the grace of god
God on David's life. David didn't even have anything. Some of you look at your life and say, why is this person envious of me or jealous of me or hating on me? I don't have this. I don't have this. What you don't understand is that they see that you may not have it now, but there's something on you that any moment from now can change or rearrange your landscape of where you are. Can, can, can somebody say amen this morning, church? So Saul, in, in, in 1 Samuel chapter 19, verse number 1, we see here, Saul now urged his servants and his son Jonathan to assassinate David. But Jonathan, because of his strong affection for David, told him what his father was planning. Tomorrow morning, he warned him, you must find a hiding place out in the fields. I'll ask my father to go out there with me and I'll ask, I'll talk to him about you. Then I'll tell you everything I can find out. A true friend is one who is what? Who has got your back. Come on, amen, church. The person in your life now, do they have your back when it really, really matters? Can you count on them? Can you depend on them? Can you rely on them? And here is how this works god will allow you to go through adversity adversity has a way of exposing what is in the hearts of people towards you when everything is going good oh we are with you when you're making good money but it's but, but, but your friends are revealed during adversity when you go through tough time, maybe a loss of a job, maybe a family member died, or something tough happened, if, if, what happened then will, dis, will, will determine whether you have true friends in your life or you just have people who are in just for the good time. I pray for you that God will put the right relationship in your life who got your back. I, another way you know you have a friend is that if they find an information that is going to help you, they will not keep it away from you. They will get on the phone. They will speak to you. They will share with you. They will tell you something. Why? Because they want to see you rise up. Another way you know a true friend is that when you buy a house, check their hearts out. When you buy a house, you buy a car. Some of you know that there are some friends you can't share all your testimony with them. You can tell them every good thing God is doing in your life. Hello, church. Yeah, some of you married people and you have single friends. And you want to tell them, well, my husband did. My husband that. My husband is good. He brings the paycheck home. My husband did. Some of them say, I don't want to hear that. But a true friend, a true friend will rejoice with you without any jealousy. Will say, if God did it for you, I'm next in line. Hallelujah. A true friend will rejoice with you, will be happy for you when good things happen in your life. That's why sometimes God will deliberately do something big in your life to test your environment, to see who is who in your life. I pray that this year God will really open up your eyes to recognize, to realize who really is a true friend in your life. Amen. Well, one woman said to me one day, he said, Pastor, if my car breaks down on 285, I can never count on my husband to show up for me. 
He said, he doesn't have my back like that. He doesn't really care for me like that. I said, wow, that's a sad thing. But there are a lot of people like that. You should be able to go to sleep and know that your spouse got your back. You know? And, 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 and then don't tell my business out to everybody out there. Men, men really don't like ladies telling their business out to other people. Men don't like things like that. Men don't like things like that. So, second one, uh, second ingredient of, uh, of those whose relationship go the distance is trust. Number one is they make you better. Number two is trust. And folks, check this out. Are you better off financially because of the friends in your life? Are you better off in character because of the friends in your life? Are you better off in life, in health, because of the kinds of people you have in your life? If you have the right people in your life, you should be better off in one area or the other by reason of the quality of people that you have in your life. You want friends that when you get in trouble, they can get hold of God and pray and stand in the gap on your behalf you want friends who when you go to the doctor and they say you've got one week to live and your friend will tell you the devil is a liar i don't care what the doctor say i know what the word of god says that you will live and not die glory to god you need people like that amen the best friends to have are those who have made jesus their best friends as well those who have a relationship with jesus christ amen so let's talk about this trust situation you know relationship that goes the distance is that they, they they have trust among themselves you know friends of my friend was sharing a, a story with me about uh this man was going for an interview you know he had a job interview he's dressed up he's hurrying to get to the job place and on his way you know he wants to get there on time not to be late for the interview and on his way there he saw a lady on the way so who had a flat tire she doesn't know how to change the flat tire so this man has to make a decision. If I stop to change the flat tire, I'm going to be late for my interview and I may not get the job. But at the same time, this woman is here by, by the roadside. What do I do? So she made up her mind, you know what? I'm just going to help. She helped to, I mean, he helped to change the tire for the lady. And then she rushed to the interview. When she showed up at the interview, the person interviewing him was so angry. She said, I don't like people who show up late who do this who do that you know what i don't even want to interview you no more because you didn't even show up at all i mean you're supposed to be on time you didn't show up on time no more interview and the man said okay and just when he's about to leave a young lady walked in the door and said daddy 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 i had a flat on the way and the man stopped to help me and just when the man was says, oh, that's the man that stopped to help me on the way. And then the owner of the company said, you help my daughter? This job is yours. He said, no, 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 no. I don't want any man who will not trust me. You can keep this job. I don't want this job no more. Because you, I told you what happened. You wouldn't, even, you wouldn't even trust me. Folks, where there is no trust, there is no relationship. Forget it trust is the foundation for a successful relationship if you have a relationship that you have to be staying up all night long wondering where or he or she is you ain't got time to be doing all that stuff wondering where where is so and so no 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 
And nobody got time for that. <laughs> Somebody said, trust. Are you always wondering if your partner will come through for you? If your friend will come through? When you go through tough time, when we go through rough time, are you wondering, can so-and-so show up for me? Can I, can I count on this person? Do I trust this individual? See, folks, we are all imperfect people. You are imperfect and I am imperfect. So in a relationship, your friend is going to mess up. Your friend is going to miss the mark. Hello, church. And when they explain to you what really happened, you say, no, I don't believe that. Folks, let me share something with you. Only God can judge motive. You don't know people's motive. You can judge people's action, but you cannot really judge their motive because only God knows what is in the heart of man. You and I don't know that. It's, it's so critical for us to have a relationship, marriages that goes the distance, friendship that goes the distance, being a part of a local church that goes the distance is built on the relationship of what church trusts. And, and if you have to wonder whether this person will come through or not, you don't have much of a, of a relationship. Folks, so here's what happened. Whenever you're in a relationship with somebody and they mess up, do you know that at that time, if you extend grace to them, if you extend kindness to them, you know they messed up, but I'm just going to extend the grace of Jesus Christ. I'm going to extend the love of God to this very person. You know that deepens your relationship because instead of you judging them and tearing them down, you decide to extend grace to them at that very moment. Isn't that what happened for us in, in Romans chapter 5 verse 8? The Bible says, while we were yet sinners, but Christ proved God's passionate love for us by dying our place while we are still lost and what church ungodly when people mess up and you are still there for them it, it builds relationship capital with them it increases your influence with them that man you could have cussed me out but instead you did not cuss me out if you decide to cuss me out yell at me scream at me you have every reason to do that but because of the love of god you overlook that and you extend the grace to me that deepens the relationship that we have with one another come on see him in this morning church okay so here are some things if trust is to be built here are some things you need to look out for number one you must speak the truth in love we can't build a, a, a relationship that will go the distance cannot be built on lies we have to be able to tell the truth i mean there are some people home i'm, I'm telling you I, I say to people, if I have to Google you, then I don't need you to be my friend. But you know there are some people when they say anything, you have to go Google to find out if what they say is true. That's too much work. Just tell me the truth all at once and then we can roll with that. But if I have to go Google and find out if what this thing you say is true, it doesn't work like that, man. You know? There are people like that. You know, there, there are people like that. So we must speak the truth. But speaking the truth also, we must speak the truth in love. You can't say, well, I like to tell it like it is. I, I, I don't know if that's... Uh, you have to be diplomatic. You have to develop people IQ. You have to develop, you know, an IQ. A people IQ. You can come into the room, see what is happening, and be able to come up with an intelligent response to the situation on the ground. If you don't develop people IQ, you're going to have 
a lot of hard time in this life. So if we're going to have a relationship that goes the distance, truth telling. Tell me the truth. If my mouth is stinking, tell me. Uh, uh, you need breath mint. Well, you know, he's going to get angry if I tell them that. You don't need that kind of pressing in your life. If, if, if I have to walk on eggshells, if I can't tell you the truth, and, and there are some single women who, who would like to sweep things under the rug because they want to get married, so let's not address the elephant in the room. You know it in you. You, know, you have an intuition on the inside of you. You have the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. And you can tell if this person is not telling you the truth. But what happened? We sweep it under the rug. And say, well, Jesus will take care of it. No, you take care of it. Well, Jesus ain't looking for a wife. You already got one. Church is the bride. Folks, when you're going out with a man or a woman, pay attention to your, your spirit man. What is God saying? You know, what are you sensing in your spirit, man? The Bible says in Proverbs chapter, uh, is it 20, 28 or 28, 20, it said the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. The spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. In other words, God will give us guidance in our inward man. Did you hear what I'm saying this morning, church? He said, the spirit of man is the candle of the law. What do you do with the candle? To be able to light it, to be able to see your way. So the way God guides us is not through prophecy. He does not guide us through prophecy. He guides us through his spirit, through the word of God. Amen. The spirit of man is the candle of the law. Searching all the inward parts of the belly. Have you ever wanted to do something and on the inside of you it's like, mm, it doesn't feel right. Come on, say amen this morning, church. Man, it doesn't feel right. You don't have any peace about it. Because the Bible says in Colossians chapter 3, it says, let the peace of God rule your heart. You know what that means? The Greek translations for Colossians chapter 3, I don't know if it's 15 or 16. It says, let the peace of God rule your heart. The, the original context is that let peace be the umpire. Who is an umpire? An umpire is the one who calls the game. He's the one who decides who wins the game. So the Bible says, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts, so the which also you are called in one body, and be ye thankful. Folks, many of us, we have the witness right here, but we begin to rationalize. We begin to make excuses. We try to explain it away. And when you begin to do that, he will just pull away and just, just okay, you want to go there? The Bible says, be not like the mule in the book of Psalm. You know, a mule, you have to beat it into submission. You have to beat it to go in the right direction. He saying, you as a child of God, don't behave like the mule that has to be beaten in order to get to get aligned don't do that see when god speaks to you when you sense on the inside of you i don't care what is happening i don't care what she got going on i don't care what he got going on i don't know i don't care about the size of his pocket his bank account his biceps his wig the makeup and the brazilian wig you need to follow your spirit man listen to you to the spirit man if you if we if Romans 8 14 says as many as are led by the spirit of God they are the sons of God check this out children you have to drag them 
sons, you lead them. Children speaks of immaturity. You are, you are immature. You have, to, you have to be dragged. But sons speaks of matured people. People who, who have developed their walk with God. They are, they are hearing from God. The Holy Spirit leads them. He doesn't drag them. He leads them. He directs them. And, and, and Am I talking to anybody this morning, church? Where we miss it, and I have missed it too. Me too have missed it. All of us have missed it. You've missed it, I've missed it. But how do we miss it? By not listening. I mean, don't allow your desire to be married to outweigh or that voice become louder than the voice of the Holy Spirit to you. You know? Because here's what I found out. Anything you sweep under the rug, after you get married, that thing will come right back and bite you in the face. It's not going to go anywhere. You know? Don't say, well, but he only drinks only on, on weekends. We got issue with that, man. You know? Okay. Somebody said, uh, trust. Come on, say trust. You must speak the truth in love. Psalm 141 verse number 5 says, <laughs> when I saw this scripture, it really blessed me. The King James Version says, let the righteous uh, smite me. The Passion Translation says, when one of your godly lovers corrects me or one of your faithful ones rebukes me, I will accept it like an honor. I cannot refuse. I will be, it will be as healing medicine that swallow without, that I swallow we, uh, we, will be as a healing medicine that I swallow without an offended heart. Even if they are mistaken, I will continue to pray. <laughs> I love this. In other words, you should be glad that somebody cares enough for you to want to speak into your life. I don't want to have friends in my life who sees me, maybe I'm maltreating my wife, but they cannot ch challenge me and say, this is wrong. No, no, the way you talk to your wife is wrong. The way you are being a father to your son is wrong. We need relationship. How you know that? No, 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 no. If you're going to uh, diss me, if you're going to cancel me, defriend me, if you say I'm no longer your BFF, that's fine. But I'm not going to stand here and watch you treat your husband anyway or treat your wife anyway or be... Come on, you need people like that in your life who call the godly character of Jesus Christ in you without you being, being angry. Are you hearing me in our church? We tell people, so look, whenever you are in a relationship and that relationship is, is over or you are in a marriage and the marriage is over, don't jump into another relationship. Take a break. Time out. But you know what some people do? They get another man to medicate the last man. You know, I'm going to get me a man to get rid of this man. Because I don't want to be by myself. I don't want to face myself. I don't want to look at the mirror. I'm afraid of what I will find out about me. I want to be in denial. So I just want to get me a man. You know, some people do that. While uh, 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 Ray Ray is going through the, is living, the other one is already on their way there. It doesn't work like that, man. 
folks when you get married maybe for five years or ten years or 20 years or 30 years you need time to heal you, you need to be able to step aside and 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 say jesus is you and i god heal me oh god restore me oh god heal me because i'm broken i'm wounded i need restoration i need healing if you don't deal with it that same thing will follow you up again in another relationship but you know what some people do as soon as this is over oh jerome is already his baggage is already at the door he's on his way here because i can't have a night without i, I got to have somebody here it's winter time well you're gonna have a long winter am i helping anybody this morning church yeah yeah you don't you 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 don't need that you don't need that you do not need that and and, and ladies stop making excuses for for your man people try to correct you well Ian, it's not that bad like that well <laughs> it's not true like that but you know that you know we, we you see what we all see we all know the truth and here's another thing and then some of you your children god will use your children to speak into your life but you're gonna tell them we're well, mine your business this is my life i'm your mama well mama your decision is going to affect us it ain't just you now well i need to hurry up now so i can let you go home this morning amen here's another thing if we're going to build trust we must do what we must speak the truth number two we must be vulnerable we have to be vulnerable the bible tells us in genesis chapter 2 verse number 19 it says that adam and eve were naked but they were not ashamed oh, now the man and his wife were both naked but they felt no shame they felt no shame so if you are ashamed to be yourself around any friend that person is not a true friend there a mark of a true friend is i can be myself i don't have to tiptoe around you you know there are some people going around and they're wearing face mask i mean not the one you're wearing now you know the other face mask i'm talking about you know in other words this is not the real you because you are afraid that if they find out who you really are they don't want to be with you no more we have to be vulnerable you know i don't want a friend i can't be myself i can tell you oh, i'm having a bad day you know i have a friend of mine you know on sunday morning one sunday morning i called him i said i said man of god man uh, this is what happened today i wasn't my best self today i wasn't I, I didn't represent jesus i handled something in a way i shouldn't have handled it and he said well then next time then uh, so what do you think then he began to show me other scenarios so you should have done it this way you didn't represent jesus in that matter so well let's just pray that the wisdom of god will come upon your life in other words i want a friend that if i rob a bank i'll tell you i just robbed the bank and you won't say, oh, oh, I'm done. Instead, you help me and say, okay, how do we help you not to rob another bank? That's what I want. <laughs> look, 
let me put it folks I'm, i did not rob any bank i'm giving an example you know some people on the news media they'll just take a portion of what you say and say pastor say he robbed the bank the devil is a liar i did not say i robbed the bank i'm just talking about in relationship right you need friends that you know in, when you meet somebody okay like when you are dating somebody when you first meet the person the first time you know that you are not meeting the real person you are meeting their representative that's it that's the truth of it when you meet a man when you meet a woman you have not really seen them yet they have just sent the ambassador to come and check things out then as the relationship progresses we should go from that stage to 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 just begin to i mean i gotta warn you all now you can't unpack your suitcase overnight that may scare the other person did you hear what i said church everybody in this room got a suitcase everybody i don't care how you are raised i don't care what your skin color is you've got a suitcase i've got a suitcase everybody got a suitcase uh, that's the truth of the matter <laughs> what is the suitcase i wish i brought me a suitcase this morning i don't have a suitcase this morning suitcase has to do with the way you are brought up the experiences the rejection the disappointment the hurt the, the abuse that all that is inside the suitcase is all in there the abandonment the rejection they are all there but but when you meet this person you know of course you want to be your best you put on your makeup put on your wig you make sure you wear the t-shirt that reveals your biceps and your and your you know like you're big and bad you show you do what you are your best so you smell good your cologne perfume you know that's good but as we progress in the relationship we should still put on the wig still put on the makeup still do the whole thing but gradually open one side of the suitcase and pull one thing out say let me see if he can handle this one because how he handles this one will determine if i go back and bring the rest of them from the other suitcase man that's the way it is that's, so if you don't don't bring everything overnight don't just don't put everything on 285 just overnight like that small small <laughs> you bring out a little bit he shows you grace he shows you unconditional love he provides he or she provides a safe environment that says it's okay for you to bring all your you can bring Rere, you can bring what Rere did to you, what Shinene did to you, what they all did to you. Just let it all hang out, man. Now, when you bring one of it there, and he or she says, let's pray. Father, heal their hearts. Father, touch them. Father, minister to them. Help them overcome that. Come on, amen. If you begin to hear things like this, oh, they did that to you, I'm here, I'm going to protect you. I will make sure that doesn't happen to you again. God has been sent into your life to bring healing, to bring, to bring restoration in your life. Come on, say amen, church. So you, you have to provide a safe environment. There are some people who want to come out, but the environment is right. 
if you provide an environment of unconditional love support i love you i care for you and i'm going to believe god i'm going to stand in the gap just like jesus came into my life and healed me i see myself as 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 as, as, as that in your life and we're going to pray we're going to believe god we're going to trust god i i not um let me how let me qualify myself that is after you've prayed and God already has showed you that this is the right person. If you are getting a right light in yourself, don't say we're going to pray. It will not work. You will be a prey. You will, it will not be prayer. Hello, hello church. Amen. Vulnerable. Vulnerability breeds vulnerability. When the, when the man is vulnerable and begins to open up it also makes the woman open up as well i'll give you an instance when we wanted to get married uh, my wife said well i'm tired of dating i want to get married she gave me an ultimatum we did it for eight months she called me one day and said hey, 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 hey. so 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 what's going on preacher man He said, when are we going to see the deal, man? What's the problem? Do you like me? Do you have issues with me? Are there things you don't like? I can't, look, I'm not here just to date. I want to close the deal. When are we going to close and seal the deal? Some of you will date for five years. It's your fault as a woman now. I told mom, she said, when are we going to get married? I said, I, I'm, I'm, I'm in debt. I don't want to get married till I've paid off my debts i'm being vulnerable so i say i'm owing some money and i want to be debt free before we get married he said well out of curiosity how much is your debt i will never forget that it's a thousand two hundred dollars i'm owing my wife said oh please she just because it's cultural coming from africa we don't believe in debt we don't have a culture of debt if you have a house in africa it's paid for if you have a car in africa it's paid for it's not built on debt it's it's a cash society everything is paid up from but in america it's not so so i'm still i'm you know I, I was i was i don't know how old i was how many years i was in america so one day after because i say i said to my wife well the other day i told you my debt you quickly dismissed it I want to know what is your own debt. She said to me, honey, I don't think you want to know. Let's talk about another thing another day. I said, no, I am not going anywhere. I got all ears. And she told me what the debt was. I nearly collapsed. Thank you so much. I didn't know. I mean, no, no, but in America, for you, if you hear that, it will not be a big deal for you. But coming from the culture I'm coming from, I nearly collapsed. But then she, it's not a big deal. But you know what I decide though? I say, you know what? Your debt is now my debt. I wasn't there when you charged those credit cards. But I'm here now. Big daddies are here right now. Praise God. <laughs> I'm going to use my faith. We're going to believe God. We're going to stand in the gap. And God is going to help you. No, help us. We are in this thing together now. 
I said, we're going to do some. We're going to use wisdom right now. I need to do something in your life. You say, well, I want to perform plastic surgery. You've got too many plastics, too many credit cards. We need to cut them off. She said, well, honey, you go on. You go on. You do what you need to do. She gave me the permission, the authority to do that. Amen. She was the one making all the money. She was making more money than I was. I mean, she was making a lot of money. I'm telling you, there was a time when the bigger, my contribution in the house were not a whole lot. But things have changed now. Now I get to, I'm handling everything in the house. When I met my wife, I said, you know, when you saw me, why did you decide to marry me? He said, well, I could tell you are going somewhere. just give you a little time i know with this here and here you're gonna you're gonna be on your way <laughs> but i said hey, so you saw me as a project he said no i didn't see you as a project he said the way you are preaching and the way you are declaring and confessing i knew that it was just a matter of time and things were going to turn around for the better <laughs> amen man i'm telling you all my business that's that's the way it is man that's the way it is so so she told me house so we believe god we stood in the gap we paid off all those cards and i told her no more shopping the way you are shopping big daddy is here <laughs> somebody said to me hey, pastor in the family who should manage the family finances who should be the one that manage the family finances the question is whoever has the best skill whoever is better at it if the man is better let him handle it if the woman is better there is no rule that says that because i'm the head of the household i should be the one to manage the money no when i remember what my wife said i'm tired of paying bills you take it all over you make sure no light is disconnected and that's what we did so the idea of where well, it's 50 50 there's nothing like that when we got married my wife and i would say here's what we're going to do when we get married we're going to put all our money in one pot at that time she it was her own money that was going in the pot i wasn't putting anything in the pot when we first started <laughs> that's 23 years ago next month will be 22 years we'll be married 22 years yeah so 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 uh, as far as family finances is concerned we, we you bring your paycheck i bring my paycheck we'll put it in one part and then from there that's where we handle the family's business we pay our tithe from there we made a decision we are going to be a tithing family we are going to honor god i don't want to be married to somebody who does not honor god because if they can't learn to honor god they will never honor me i want somebody who makes god their priority who makes god the center of their lives and so from there we we, we made a budget pay the bills but here's another thing we did we make sure that she has allowance monthly allowance because she wants to buy these little things here little things here i don't want her coming to me if if you want to buy bubble gum you ain't got to ask me about bubble gum so what we do we we say okay how much do you need on a monthly basis for your pocket money you need pocket money she asked me how much do you need for pocket money we both agree i said okay you open up a separate account i don't want my name on that account 
that's a she money you do whatever you want to do with that money you want to give it away you want to burn it you want to shoot it you want to grind it that's your money and it's so important to do because it's wrong for somebody to be going to work every day and yet they can't even they can't even put anything in their pocket money is, is empowering somebody works 40 days in a week and then they put everything in the pot and every time they need a haircut they can ask i need a haircut no i need some some so you open up a private account there and then you you do whatever you need to do that's the person's bit are you guys getting getting any wisdom from this now what i'm telling you i'm not saying you should do it the way we did it i'm just telling you what worked for us and if it worked for 22 years so we must be doing something right because we we, we don't fight we're not fighting at home we don't raise our voice we don't cuss each other out no we don't do that we don't we don't we don't go to bed without talking to each other we made it before we got married we did what is called a spiritual prenups I call it spiritual prenup because if we do a financial prenup, I ain't got nothing. So what are we going to prenup about? It was a spiritual prenup. A spiritual prenup that said, hey, in this marriage year, we are not going to insult each other. That's number one. We will never use insolent language. We will never do that. Number two, we will never use the D word in a house. Divorce. We will not use the S word. Separate in a house. We will never say, I don't know. I regret marrying you. No, no, no. We don't use that kind of word. We don't have the mindset that, well, let's try. If it don't work, we go our separate way. There is no exit clause. The only way out is death. When, you, when they carry you out, that's the, then you are really out. That's the way this thing is. <laughs> yeah. Here's another thing. We will never call each other's family to tell them about whatever argument or anything that happened between us that's our business you know you know the, we made up our mind the only thing my family will hear about my wife are good things i am her ambassador she is my ambassador before her family we represent each other come on say amen this morning church I think I shared the story with you, but when I first, my wife and I were getting, getting married, we were engaged, my wife told her uncle that, oh, uncle, uncle Roger, that's his name, uncle Roger, I've met a man, he's from Africa, and we're going to get married. And they are from Roanoke, Alabama. Uncle Roger said to my wife, he said, why? You can't find a brother in America? You have to go get a Shaka Zulu? That's what he said to her. Well, that's a compliment because Shaka Zulu is an African warrior, an African king. Yeah, so yeah, I'll be the Shaka Zulu of this family. Hallelujah. And so here's what happened. And, and, uh, and so Roger came to visit us one day in our house after we got married. My wife said, well, honey, please come down. The man that called you Shaka Zulu is here right now. <laughs> I have never picked up the phone to call any member of my family to tell them anything negative about my wife. I, they will, the only thing they will ever hear about my wife is good stuff. You know why you shouldn't do that? Because when you tell your family, you know, they know you're wrong, but they're going to side with you anyway. The next time your spouse shows up at the family reunion, you guys have made up now. You've settled now. You've gotten your differences together. But by the time you show up at the family reunion and you pick a turkey leg, they're going to be looking at you. Yeah, you look like turkey, you know, treating somebody like this. So you can't do that. You have to keep it there. If you are going through marriage issues, 
find a third party who is objective who is going to tell you the truth not somebody who's going to side with you and go along with whatever you want all right amen man my time is already gone rachel is looking at me back there right now okay uh transparency uh we need to be transparent uh, the relationship will remain shallow if we're not transparent. See, I, I have a family member that every time we get together, all we talk about is weather. We talk about the president of Nigeria. You know, we just talk about shallow stuffs. We don't have, there's no depth to our relationship. Because there is a white elephant that I know if I address it, it's going to explode. So whenever it comes, anytime he comes to visit me, is the most uncomfortable time of my life. All along, I'm hoping, oh, when is he leaving? If you ask me to go from here to Five Point with him, that's going to be a long trip. Because you don't have much. When you really connect with somebody, you can travel for three days and you will not lack what to say to each other. It's, it, conversation just flows naturally. Have you ever been in a room with somebody and it's like... You don't even know what to say. Have you ever walked into a room and all along you are plotting when are you going to leave that very room there? Yeah. You need somebody that you, you really enjoy talking with and having conversation with and just sharing with. That's, that's how depth is built. But if we don't tell each other the truth, then there is no depth. It will just be a shallow relationship and we don't want that. The, the, the third one, let me give you the third one and then we'll pray. We'll go. The third one, uh, relationship that goes a distance. Number one, they have each other's back. They, they make each other better. Number two, uh, they trust each other. Number three, there is commitment. Commitment. The word commitment means, <laughs> uh, like if you look at a tree, a tree is committed. It's not going anywhere. Am I right about that? the tree is not going anywhere it's planted it's committed it's in one spot you need somebody who is committed to this relation are you committed to this relationship can i count on you will you be loyal to me are you are you here will somebody will you hear will somebody tell you something about me and you take their word over my explanation are you committed to this relationship here are you in are you all the way in or are you are you here until something better comes available but there are people who are alive i mean they are dating you but they are waiting for something else better you and the one but they are going on with you i mean they drive your car they enjoy everything as soon as the right one comes up there go the door baby but you want somebody who is really committed you know can i count on you will you will you be here when things get rough when there is sickness when there is disease when there's accident when there are the challenges of life will you go at the first trumpet sound or will you be here can i count on you folks life can be very challenging life can be very difficult life can can can, can throw a, a, a curve on you but it doesn't matter what life throws on you as long as you have somebody in your corner who you know come rain come sunshine come hot water they will be there for you it's the same thing in church you know sometimes 
people come to church they got offended somebody makes them mad so the lord said my time the, the, the lord said it's time to move on we hear that all the time the lord said my assignment is over you just got offended uh, when you say that i'm wondering okay who here now who made that mad? who made them mad folks with this see, one of the things that bleeds my heart as a pastor is that when you are here we've built relationship for five years 10 years 20 years 30 years let me share something with you when you decide to leave it hurts me as your pastor because it's a relationship if god called you i understand but if you allow offense or something i say or something somebody said i said wait a minute so our relationship is not strong enough to withstand offenses misunderstandings and and quarrels then it's not worth a relationship people do that i mean they came oh pastor i love you i love your message and this but the moment you say something they don't like or you offend them they come you know oh pastor you are the best you are this 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 but the day you say something or you or you don't do something or you don't meet their expectation here's one that buffers me you have an event i showed up in all your event then one event i couldn't show up that's it you are leaving church because i didn't show up on that one event i'm not gonna come chasing after you then no i'm not because you can do it again because i can't guarantee you that folks god will allow your relationship to go through a test i'm telling you storm test flood test rain test life test god will allow tests to come but at the end of the test am i still your friend do you do do you, do you still hello church amen we want relationship that i don't care if you lose one leg you are still my friend and i'm not ashamed to identify with you to hang out with you i'm not embarrassed about who you are that's the relationship that goes the long distance you know my wife before she she had a health challenge i mean she's healthy strong high heel wearing shoes and all the whole nine yards and then she's she got attacked with this uh, uh, illness here challenge that we are in faith for our healing when it happened it took a lot on me the first sunday to come to church here it was the most challenging sunday for me it was so difficult it was so hurting for me to push my wife to church my wife who walks around and strong and the first Sunday I came to church I'm pushing the church I'm like, what will people say of me they will say I don't have faith they will say I don't believe God they will say you preach faith but your wife is in the wheelchair I have to still push the wheelchair here and preach the word of God and do what I needed to do I had to do what I had to do And it got to a point where I say, you know what? Thank you. It got to a point where I say, you know what? I don't really care what anybody says about me. If you say, 
you have no faith you are not a christian i don't really care about that but folks it's moment like this that character is revealed my wife said to me honey thank you for not walking away from me i said walk away from you god knew you were going to go through this thing and he picked me to look after you to care for you to be there for you to support you i will never leave you i'm not going anywhere i'm here till jesus comes and when i saw my wife last year during the pandemic i saw death coming to take my wife away i could look at my wife's eyes and tell that she's not she doesn't want to be here no more she's frustrated she wants to give up she's given up the tower i looked her in the eye i said satan you are a liar i said let me tell you something you will leave you you i speak life to you in the name of jesus you will fulfill your destiny and your purpose and everything i said to her, i don't care wheelchair or no wheelchair there is an assignment on your life and you will fulfill your assignment amen you may be sitting while around we need unconditional commitment to one another you know no matter what we, we we stand with each other we don't we don't throw each other under the balls you know because friends mess up extend grace to them when they don't measure up what about you and I? we didn't measure up jesus extended his grace to us he helped us that's the way we should be to one another we should be there for each other i don't care if you lost an eye you're still my friend i don't care what people say i will know you know one of the things that really hurt uh, paul's heart in second timothy chapter 4 verse number 16 paul makes this statement he said he said all have left me they deserted me because he was in prison you see his friends look at that at first there was no one i could count on to faithfully stand with me they all ran off and abandoned me but don't hold this against them. What is it? Sometimes when you go through things, some people walk, we need commitment. We need men and women who say, look, I'm here. Through thick and thin. We need people who say, look, you're in the hospital. I'm here for you. I don't care how long it takes. I don't care what we have to do. We are in this thing together. That is lacking in our society. That is lacking in over there. When, when things don't go well, people leave each other because they burnt their biscuit. You know, where you overcook the color green, so I'm leaving. That's nonsense. We need commitment to your friend. When you say you have friends, I don't call people my friend easily because if I say you are my friend, it means I don't care what, what happens, I'm, I'm down with you, I'm committed to you, I'm down with you. Let's not be have relationship that is based on what I can get out of you. What can you do for me, you know? And the day you stop doing for me, you are no longer my friend. No, no, no. That's not true friendship. It should go beyond what you do for me or what I get from you. Whether I get it from you or not. That's what I love about Ruth. In Ruth chapter 1. You know, her husband is dead. Her two sons are dead. She turned to her two daughters-in-law and said, there's no reason for you to follow me anymore. There's nothing for you to gain from me. I don't have husbands for you. I don't have anything for you. Please go home. Go back to your people. Let me go back home to Bethlehem. And the Bible says, the first one hugged her, kissed her, opera, and walked off. 
but the second one says but Ruth replied don't ask me to leave you and turn back where, where, wherever you go I will go wherever you live I will live your people will be my people and your God will be my God that's commitment there wherever you die i will die and there i will be buried may the lord punish me severely severely if i allow anything but death to separate us we need relationship like this that says you we, we are hooked up till jesus comes there is no exit there is no way out of this let's stand to our feet this morning church Okay, if you're going to praise God, you might as well go all the way and praise him. So what happens when somebody offends you? Go to the person with the attitude of reconciliation. Don't go there like you want to check them out. Or, no, no, are you, no, 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 I want to tell you. No, 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 go there and say, look, uh, 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 Larry, we've got a great relationship going on. And there's been offense between us. But I, I want our relationship to, to go on. So please, I just want to let you know what you did to offend me. And I'm not coming there to, to cuss you off and, and, to, and to check you and, and to put you. No, 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 no. I'm coming with the attitude of re reconciliation. I, I value our relationship. And because I value it, here is what you did to me. And when somebody comes to you like that, don't make excuses. Don't don't make excuses if they tell you here's what you did here's how it hurt me here's how it affected me don't say well if i offended you my wife told me why are you gonna put the word if he said the person already told you what you did and you still put in the word if if means you don't believe you did go to the person with the attitude of humility that's one uh, go to them oh go to them directly if charlie offended me i'm not gonna go to brother larry no you are a mess starter that's who you are you don't want to settle the situation no no you just want to spread mess you you just want to gossip you want to tarnish the image of the other person that's not christ-like if you go to the person directly he's between us let the world not know about our business about what happened let's reconcile let's get it together look down as if somebody offend you go to them directly you know what i'm praying that this month the lord will renew your marriage renew your friendship renew your relationship i pray that this month the lord will bring healing to every relationship that is fractured in our lives amen don't be quick to throw away relationship don't be quick to throw it away don't don't ask people like that no that person you know my friend and I we had a disagreement and and we talked and I said you know what I was wrong in this area he said I was wrong in this area oh oh the problem was that my friend did something to me but I didn't open up to them I didn't tell them I just kept it within but unknown to me it was affecting the way I was treating them I did not know that I did not know that because uh, see if you can get it out of your system if you can just put it out there and so i saw my error 
he saw his error you know why because we have a bigger commitment i value our relationship i value him being in my life and i want to do everything on my own end to preserve and protect because the relationship is adding value to my life i don't want to let it go my question is how valuable is the relationship in your life how far are you willing to go to fight to preserve the relationship And the other part is forgive them because <laughs> very soon you're gonna need forgiveness yourself we forgive each other we don't keep a record of wrongs we don't keep rehearsing things oh in 2020 you did this for me come on now can we let it go did i help you this morning church all right streaming live i pray that today's message has been a blessing in your life whatever country you're watching us from I pray that today's word has helped you, healed you. I want to pray for you on Stony Life. And I want to pray for you in this room this morning. Will you bow your heads and let's pray. I want to pray for your home. I want to pray for your relationship. I want to pray for a healing. Glory to God. I want to pray for, for healing and restoration in your life. Lord, I pray right now. Many have been wounded by life. Some have been hurt. Some have been bruised. Some have gone through rejection, disappointments, let down, abandonment, men abandoned by women, women abandoned by their husbands or, or, or the baby father or children abandoned by their parents. But Father, you are the healer of the brokenhearted. I pray for people right now. You are the balm of Gilead. I pray that you apply your healing balm on the hearts of your people so that we find healing at the cross because of what Jesus did on the cross your sacrifice your death your burial your resurrection made it possible for us to walk in supernatural healing I pray for men and women on streaming live and in this room Lord touch every heart heal every hurt every disappointment those who have a broken heart those whom their husband have not measured up those whom their wives have not measured up those whom their mom and daddy have not measured up those whose children have not done what they should have done father we pray for healing we pray for restoration we pray for forgiveness in the name of jesus we thank you for renewing our relationship we thank you for renewing our homes our marriages we make a commitment to our friends our kingdom relationship our friends our co-workers our church members our marriage relationship today we renew our relationship with one another first of all we renew our relationship with you and with one another we thank you lord that through this teaching you are helping husbands you are helping wives you are strengthening every marriage you are strengthening every home you are strengthening every relationship thank you right now for pouring your all on every heart on every wound on every hurts and bringing supernatural healing in jesus mighty name and the church say amen Thank you for tuning in to the message brought to you today by Overcomers Christian Fellowship. If this message has been a blessing to you, will you consider partnering with us? Your financial contribution will go towards furthering the gospel here in the United States and abroad. Overcomers Christian Fellowship greatly appreciates your contribution and pray that it is met a hundredfold. May God's countenance shine upon you and his hand steadily be upon your life. 
You can connect with our ministry by visiting www.ocfinternational.org.